Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, John. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. So great to have you here today. It's such a pleasure. We've been waiting for this for a couple of weeks and it's always great to meet new people. And we just talked about what you do, what I do, and we get to share ideas. And that's hopefully what your listeners are going to get out of this something today, because it's nice to understand what you've gone through, but what you just said before was so powerful is that you got to learn as an entrepreneur from other people, your knowledge base grows, your universe grows on what you can do and can't do. That's right. And that's, that's exactly why we're here. Uh, everyone, this is John James Santangelo. 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 I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Favorite. There you go. From Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how to become a master of your emotions, because as we all know, for in our life and in our business, I could totally mess you up. Yeah. Uh, and so John's going to share his expertise. He's been an NLP trainer and results coach for many years and worked with the people that train Tony Robbins. So he knows his stuff. So how did you ever enter the world of, for one, coaching and NLP? Oh my gosh. It's probably like so many other stories in the world today that people come to any new career. You know, I, I've, I've run a couple businesses before and come to a point in my life and I go, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think, you know, at 30, 35 years old, I finally said to myself, okay, I've got to start looking. I want to find something that really drives me, something I'm passionate about, something as um, Marcia Sinatar once said in her book, do what you love and the money will follow. I never really believed that, right? You think, oh yeah, sure. But it's so true because what happens, like when we talking about later entrepreneurs, when you put more energy into something, even like a garden, you're going to bear more fruit. And it's the same thing. So I started looking, literally spent 10 years asking myself this question, what would I want to do? What would I do if I could do anything and anything was possible? I'm not worried about if I was going to make money from it. Yeah. Later on, I guess the value behind it, you're going to, you're going to get that return on investment. But I got, I started other businesses. I tried on businesses in my head for months at a time thinking, God, if I woke up at this time, I did this, 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 I finally came to the conclusion, God, I've been listening and studying self-help and success strategies for a long time. I could be a professional speaker. Sure. Of course, the internet wasn't around then. So I had to go to a lot of workshops and courses and learn from the very best that were out there. And one of them was Tony Robbins, first saw his program back in 88, went and took a learning annex class. Do you remember the learning annex? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of my instructors then was teaching the basics of NLP. And I, I saw this technology and I went, wow, this is amazing. How the brain operates, how we utilize programs in our head to produce results. Mm-hmm. So I took his certification class, went back again. Then I started learning from everyone else that was out there doing this and really started to hone my skills as a professional speaker. And then I started the NLP training company mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles. I've been doing that for about 15 years and it's just kind of wow. flourished from there. Well, that's amazing to me, John. What's interesting, I like the fact that you were really, really, and this is something I got from my mentor, David. He was like, you know, I studied for seven years before I even branched out. I wasn't even considering a business. And it was really just learning me, understanding who I am. That's the key. Yeah. And I love that you you actually tried on vocations. What would really fit me? 
Yeah, nobody. Do, I don't know if anybody really does that. It's like because I'm I'm not so much of a risk taker. I like to know what I'm going into, mm-hmm. and so I figured, okay, if I actually bought some businesses and you know nothing, be able network marketing, did some of that too. You know, mm-hmm. work with other friends that had businesses, see if I like to do that. Work with millionaires, thought, my God, if I worked in their business and worked my way up the corporate ladder, could I do that? I'm not the office type. Yeah. I have a hard yeah. time really sitting in a cubicle and doing something for eight or ten hours. You know, unless it's investing on the computer. Yeah. So, John, tell me, though, what exactly – so not everyone listening in knows what NLP is. Yeah. Share, what is that for people? Share that with them. Well, it kind of started back in the early 70s. There was a gentleman. He was about 21, 22 years old up at the University of Santa Cruz. And one of the most famous clinical hypnotherapists and family therapists and gestalt therapy – the Gestalt therapist said to him, hey, do me a favor. I want you to sit in on one of my sessions. And I want you to transcribe everything I do. And so this, general, this gentleman's name was Richard Bandler. And he uncovered some of the language patterns that the therapist was using with his clients to get change. And then he started distilling out the important pieces of the script and said, wow, if I could do this, if I could talk to other people like this, could I get change in people? Well, then the, the language professor at the university came to him and said, hey, let's work together on this. And they wrote a book and then they studied. Milton Erickson was the greatest hypnotherapist at the time. Virginia Satir did family therapy. And then they put this model of NLP together. It's neuro-linguistic programming. And really what it is, is neuro is the mind-body. Mm-hmm. And Deepak Chopra kind of coined that term years ago, mind-body, because then the AMA, the Medical Association, the Psychology Associations were completely separate. They worked on the body and they never knew the mind had anything to do with how it affects our neurology or physiology or our feelings. Mm -hmm. And then the L stands for language, the language that we talk to, like you're talking to yourself right now inside your head that everybody does and how we communicate with other people. And then the P Mm -hmm. is programming. And I guess the simplest way to say programming is like the habits that we run, the programs, Mm -hmm. the strategies that we do to simply produce results. Well, these two gentlemen started teaching workshops and Tony Robbins heard about it and he took the class, he got certified and then obviously he took it on to a whole new level because he's a great marketer. He just took the simplistic tools of NLP and then put it out to the masses. So you know what I'm gathering from what you're saying here is that the true key to all of this is understanding what you're saying to yourself and the language that you either say in your head or out loud then affect your emotions and then your actions and everything. Absolutely. Wonderfully said. That's exactly what it is. Because think about this. Every day, we're trying to influence other people to get what we want, whether you ask a favor or it's on the phone call. We did a lot of telemarketing stuff with people, whether you're conversing with somebody online, teachers or as you said before, coaches working with their clients. Mm-hmm. So in, it's kind of one of my cliches is in order to influence someone else, you've got to influence yourself first. You've got to know what's going on in here and be able to take control of the body because the body and the mind work together to produce results. If you can't do that, you're kind of lost. And that's what people do every day. They kind of run around going, what do I do? Oh my God. And they focus on what? Yes. They focus on what? What's not working. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of entrepreneurs do. They focus too much on what's not working and try to bang their head against the wall, trying to move forward. I kind of, I kind of equate it to like this. You're driving your car mm-hmm. and most people are looking in the rear view mirror the entire time. 
Wow. And they're not looking where they're going or where they want to go, which is basically goal setting, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm getting from this, John? This is amazing because this recalls for me very early back when I was studying dance, my dance teacher said to me, hey, uh, you know, do this little bit for me. So I did this part of the choreography and I finished. I said, so what did I do wrong? Right. Said, well, how about we look at what you did right and go right. from there? Because well, he was like, you know, a good coach does, doesn't it? Is understand what's not working, but have have you focus on what is working? Because if you focus on too much on what's not working, guess what you get more of? Not what's working. not working, <laughs> right? And I also teach dancing too. Isn't that funny? Oh, how yeah, cool. country western. I've been doing it for like twenty five years. This is a hobby. A couple nights a week, I go out and teach. That's so cool. What kind of dancing? Country western. <gasps> Nice. Two step, so cool. line dancing, swing, couples dances. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's but a lot of fun. It is. It is. And, you know, great hobbies are great. You know, this is good for your body. And yeah. I, I like the fact that you mentioned your mind, body, spirit, because I think people don't realize how much control and power they have over their own lives because right. of the stories they're telling themselves. Yes. I, I'm guilty of this, too, where I just came from a very negative working environment, changed and left that gig. Yeah. I was consulting with them. I didn't want to leave them because of the money, but I'm like, oh, you know, if I don't leave. And exactly. You make up these stories and then I'm thinking there's millions of opportunities out here. Why yes. am I limiting myself? Because I'm thinking I have to stay here and yeah. giving all these excuses of why I have to stay here. So then right. I just said one day I made the, the important thing called the decision and said, we're yeah. moving on from this toxic environment. And within two months of that decision, I'm now working with amazing peoples in a, in a new place. And um, yeah, but it took making that decision and not telling yeah. myself that same story of I had, yeah. to, I had to be here. Well, and that's, that's the challenge that we run into every single day, right? How many people ask themselves that same question that you ask? I'm stuck in this rut, in this job or relationship or a marriage, whatever it is. And why don't we move on? Why don't we find a better path? Why don't we find something we're passionate about? And the question is because the brain will only lock into what it knows, hmm. what is most comfortable. And what do they say? You're the, the, the thing that you want most, the, the goal, the, the skill, the value, whatever you're looking for in life, the desire is outside that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Because as you just said, you just, you know, I listen to people's language. You just said, why do I have to stay here in this job? Now listen to that. Have to? Do you really have to? Mm -hmm. No, of course you don't. But that's what we consider when there's something different. New. Now, uh, share with me, John. Why do people decide that um, I have to stay in this position, like I just said? Or why do we tell ourselves these stories that keep us stuck? When, when actuality, when we do make a decision, eventually we know yeah. there's another option, but we don't even choose it, or we tell ourselves or make up rationality why it's not possible. Of course, of course. I mean, that. Let's take a relationship for example, because most people have been in a relationship. They're in a bad relationship and they talk about it all the time and they ask their friends for advice <laughs> and they get great advice from people. But do they ever take it? Hmm. No. And there's a myriad of different reasons why. It could be the kids. It could be, you know, the money. If, if it's a woman or a man because the woman makes more, the man makes more. You know, it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable going out in the world and find, trying to find a job. But most of it is just like you said, it's the emotional instability. Hmm. It's the fear of going into the unknown. And here's, let me break this down for your listeners. This is why we do what we do. 
I, I ask the question of why, not how. Why do we do this? And then how do we do this? So the question why is, well, I like a better relationship. Sometimes that's just enough to ask the question. Okay, now, how do you go after that? Well, here's what happens inside the mind. The brain, the primitive brain, when we chunk it down to its simplest form, it's the fight or flight mechanism. Mm -hmm. That's it. And everything that passes through the mind has to go through that program. And the brain says, hey, wait a minute. This could be harmful. This could be scary. This could be painful to the body. Oh my God, I've done this before and I never want to go through that again. So the conscious mind, which is really only 10% of who we are, kind of the tip of the iceberg, the 90% below the water is really the neurology and the unconscious working to move us forward. So that, uncon that conscious mind goes, I'd like to do that, but yeah, yeah, no, too much pain. Mm -hmm. We don't want to move on. And that's really the simplest way to say it is we don't go after what we want. We don't build our business. We don't go after the right relationship. We don't go after the money that we think we deserve because it's fear holding us back. It's a stupid cliche, you know, false evidence appearing real, but to the body, to the pain in here, in the soul, in the heart, in the spirit, as you were saying, mm -mm, can't do that. That's too painful. So we back away from it. Yeah. So I'm guessing what I'm gathering, what we're saying here is that the true way to become a master of your emotions, not let the emotions control your outcome, is to really get a handle on what are, you, what are the stories you're telling yourself. Go and listen to that and say, okay, am I going to ask different, different questions yes. to get a different result? Yes. I, I, my first book I wrote is called Asking the Right Question. Love and it. Aristotle said years ago, back in 1800 BC, he said, asking the right question is half the answer. Because if you're willing to confront the question, the answer is already here. We already know what to do. We already know what to do. We just got, as you said before, eloquently decide, which means decir. Decir means to cut off all other options in Greek, is to cut off all other options. Very few people are willing to risk that. So ask the right question, you get better answers. Yeah. But the one trick I'm going to teach you guys today is not just the mind, because the mind's housed in this loop. <laughs> it's a program and it just runs. It's just sometimes I kind of, in NLP, we call it a bad recipe. Mm. It's really what it is. You're trying to make a, a you know, chocolate cake. Mm, my recipe doesn't work as well. Right. So we want to reprogram those recipes. So the easiest way to reprogram ourselves is take control of the body. Because when, as Deepak Chopra said, when the body feels, the mind thinks, and it, it thinks about those feelings. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's pain in my finger. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, I have, I have pain in my stomach. What is that? Oh, I ate something bad, right? I, I have pain in my heart. What is that? Lost love, whatever that is. The mind thinks. And then the opposite is true. When the mind thinks, the body feels. Mm -hmm. So it's a continuous loop. We think of a negative thought and the body feels it. Like one of the things I do in my workshop, I'll ask anybody, okay, pretend that I just fell in love with someone last night. And I think, oh my God, she's so wonderful. And somebody sitting in the audience just got dumped last night. How do you think they're going to respond? Any different than I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. Of course. What if I just got dumped? I'm like, oh my God, this relationship sucked. And somebody just fell in love. Mm -hmm. Same content. Yeah different context. Yeah, so we yeah. take care of this, we take care of the physiology, take care of our body, and then the mind will begin to think different. And then we come in asking the right questions. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's also, I always say on my show with people I've had on, whatever you're planning to do, it's not a one-step process. It starts no. with like you're talking it, about. It has to be a habit, yeah. right? You've got to, like anything else that you practice as a skill. Yeah. And it's going to take time. Be, be patient with yourself, but start by asking the question. Because my first question to me, when I started to examine how unhappy I was, is do I have to be here? Really? Why am right. I choosing this? Right. And then Better I start question. to say, Fear. What if I, you know, can't get another gig quick enough, and then I'm right. without money? Ooh. Right. And see, <laughs> and those those are good questions. If you want to stay stuck, uh-huh. the right question is asked: How can I? Mm-hmm. How can I get a better job? How can I find the right relationship? How can I make more money? Because then the because the brain's a simple meaning making machine. All it does all day long. We have something like 50,000 thoughts a day. 98% of them are the same as yesterday. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's why we keep revamping the same day over and over again. (laughs) Like Groundhog Day. (laughs) Exactly. And so we've got to be able to say to ourselves, okay, what do I want? And look at that. Because the mind then will say, well, if you ask that question, I'll give you those answers. But if you continue to ask the question of, I have to stay in this crappy relationship, your brain will go, yeah, I'll give you a hundred reasons why you have to stay here. And that's all it does. The brain doesn't care. It doesn't, it has no personality. Well, I, I love you and I want to give you the right answer. No, there is no right answer. Mm-hmm. There's just the question you ask. Of it's yourself. like a machine. It it's just gives it you what you put in. Literally. Yeah. But the body feels that machine when it thinks. Mm-hmm. So take control of the feelings. We take control of the brain. Yeah. This is so fascinating, but I don't want folks to leave without finding out how they can get your wonderful book, work with you, or even hire you as a speaker. Right here. Come get it right here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how I have have a gift for them. If you go to my website, LA, like in Los Angeles, lanlp.com forward slash free, there's a seven day free mini course. And we kind of talk about the things we're talking about here, taking control of your language, Noticing how you affect the world around you, because most people, you know, walk around in a complete daze and have no clue anything outside of their free three-foot circle. You've got to become aware. We call it sensory acuity of what's going on. People's feelings, events that are happening, your results. And we've got some other things inside that free mini course that I think they're really going to like. So just go to lanlp.com forward slash free, and it'll send you a, a lesson every other day until the seven awesome. lessons are finished. This is awesome. Thank you so much, John. I'm so appreciative of the great gifts and wisdom you left with our audience at Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you so much, John. Thank you so much, sweetie. Appreciate it. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.